Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. All right, let's begin the broadcast by giving some lucky listener who happens to be the 10th caller at 412-922-1020 a $25 gift certificate from Sorgold, one of our many fine sponsors. But Doug Oster, as we say good morning to him, everybodygardens.com, the Tribune Review. He's going to be out at Han Nursery a big day coming up for him. Good morning. Good morning. I am Doug Oster from Everybody Gardens and the Tribune Review. Everybody Gardens is just a website for everybody who can't get the paper anymore. If you want to read my stuff, see my videos, it's all free. Just go to everybody gardens.com yes i have a very exciting day today because i've waited a long time to do this <laughs> i'm going to be a salesman at a garden center today i'm going to be at han nursery from 11 to 3 p.m and i'll be working as your personal shopper and during those four hours only all See, if you don't have enough to do <laughs> oh this is going to be awesome i can't wait to i can't wait to help people I looked through all the plants yesterday, but for the four hours I'm there, and only for those four hours, all shrubs and trees are 50 to 75%, along with deep discounts on bulbs, perennials, mums, and lots of seed garlic. You know how much I love planting garlic. I am so excited to help you find the right plant for the right place at the right price, and there are deals galore there. Uh, So join me today, Han Nursery from 11 to 3, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to put on my salesman hat, and uh, it's going to be a scream. You're going to wear overhauls? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to wear. But well, how'd you get, how'd this come about? I don't know. We were just talking, and I always said how I wanted to, I'd always love to work at a, uh, a garden center, you know, and help people find their plants, and uh, this is the opportunity. It's the end of the season. You know, you were talking about how long can you actually plant? Yeah, and, that's, that's and a question. this is a good time to plant all these things: perennials, garlic, shrubs, trees. Uh, I'll be planting. Cool, there's cool weather crops. Uh, still, mums you could put in. Um, you know, and certainly bulbs. I'm always begging people to plant bulbs, and so I just worked out a deal. Said, "Hey, let me come and put everything on sale, and we'll just." So, we'll do how it. long by the time you get home and you tell your wife, "My feet are killing me," you know what I mean? Well, that was my biggest concern. Actually, right. I'm wondering what shoes, I, what shoes I'm going to wear. Yeah, I know. I couldn't imagine having to do it for a, a real job. Oh. Listen, I was out of Janowski's last weekend, and I haven't been there on a Saturday afternoon. I can't tell you how long. The sea of humanity. All smiles, people, all walks of life, all ages, pumpkin land underway. They were getting into pumpkin season. Yeah, goodness gracious. Thank God for those wonderful employees at Janoski's and people that do this every day and how they continue to do it year after year, season after season. It's season. It's amazing. I just, you know, I don't know if it's more exciting to buy the plant or get the deal. What do you think you'll sell a lot of today? Mm, I don't know, man. There's a lot of good deals there. Uh, I There were... Oh, entire flats of like different types of sedum, which is, you know, these hardy sedums for like eight bucks, you know, uh, I'm trying to think what else I saw. There's just a ton of deals there. 
it, it's it's more about what the people want and what they're you know again it's it's, it's matching up what there is for sale with what their area looks like you know do they have sun do they have shade do they have wet do they have dry and so that's the fun part and there's so many cool plants there so today from 11 to 3 come join me at han nursery and ross we are gonna have so much fun they're gonna have food and goodies there too so goodies yeah it's gonna be a great day listen i have to ask because i did mention that you know i've seen barry green from jonathan green on social media he's been everywhere and I've been thinking a lot about their product, Magic Cow, and we've been talking about it, Andy and I, and Mike and you, obviously. How long does this really last, this fall planting thing? I'll plant bulbs all the way until the ground freezes. That it's, could be like Thanksgiving. It could be later. You know, we've gone into, sometimes gone all the way through December without the ground freezing solid. So I'm always on the hunt for bulbs. Uh, as soon as we get to Thanksgiving, they, they really get cheap and... Uh, I'm looking anywhere I can. I, I, you know, I've ordered probably three, four hundred online just because there's certain varieties I can't find. It's hard to find locally, and so, you know, I'll go pretty. I'll, I'll go for quite a while. You know, I'm I'm planting in, intensively right now. I'm going to be planting some seeds on Monday of a, a, a vegetable called corn mache. And boy, this stuff, it's just tough as nails. And I got some protection for it. I've got some cold frames, and I've got some this thing called a floating row cover. It's just a spun-bound translucent fabric that you just put on the plants. It acts as a greenhouse, and so it'll keep everything going pretty good. Do I have time to talk about my Italy trip? Because uh, I just had uh, some changes there. The discount is going to be extended through November 28th. Uh, I've got, I'm only taking 40 people this April to, to Italy, and it's half sold already. So I've been taking gardeners all around the world for years now, and boy, there's just this is our second trip to Italy, but there's no place like Italy. Um, it is my favorite place to visit. Uh, it's April 24th through May 4th, exploring much of the country. As they, you know, that might seem like a long time from now, but I'm halfway sold out already, and uh, you get a discount if you sign up uh, before November 28th. We're seeing the Vatican Gardens, which is going to be amazing. I've never seen them. Uh, Rome, the Colosseum, Amalfi Coast, Sorrento, the Isle of Capri, Pompeii, Naples, just it goes on and on. And just the people of Italy are just so lovely and the food is unbelievable. We have a local guide with us the whole time. If you want to come, just take a look. It's on my Facebook page or DougOster.com or EverybodyGardens.com or you can give me a call. It's 412-965-3278. That's 412 412- Nine six five thirty two seventy eight. All right, right out of a text message right off the bat. This is for Doug. By the way, congratulations to Janice of Pittsburgh, winner of that gift certificate from Sorgles. I'm adding a new bed for next year. It's located where I had a burn pile. Boy, I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> uh, so it's loaded with wood ashes. Any tips on getting it ready for next year? Uh, the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to get a, a soil test. Uh, the Penn State Cooperative Extension offers soil tests for whatever county you live in. And get that soil test for $9 and see where we're at as far as pH. Wood ash is very alkaline, and so that's going to change your pH. It's very important to get the pH uh, about neutral, 6.5, so that plants can uptake the nutrients that are there. You know, you can have all the nutrients in the world, but the, if the pH is off, and it's going to be with all those wood ashes, get those soil tests if it was me, uh, I w- it would just take those re- the recommendation, get the pH right, uh, put on you know a nice layer of compost, and then start from there. 
All right, now listen, going to get, uh, as it always does, busy this hour. All of our lines are open. We're going to go to your phone calls next. So you're doing some fall planning. You're planning for next year, whatever. Some afterthoughts as far as this year's garden, the harvest is in, what to do with this stuff, canning, all of that stuff. Duck can handle it. Everybodygardens.com. Find out more about what he does incredibly well at that website. But you can also call us right now, 866-391-1020, Dollar Bank, Instant Access, KDKRadio.com, or text us on the Right Automotive line, the best deal in town. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020, KDKA. All right, uh, 866-391-1020, dollar bank, instant access, kdkradio.com. You can text us on the right automotive line, best deal in town. Being we have a little bit of time and you're a music lover, I just mentioned to you, and you're a big fan of the Stones. So it's 11.30 last night, I'm watching YouTube. Mick Jagger welcoming the Beatles 1988 to the Hall of Fame. George Harrison acceptance speech. This weekend, National Radio doing this big countdown Beatles station on uh, Sirius Satellite talking about 75 songs from 62 to 65. I forgot, Doug, how many hit records they had. I was on the road last night, and I was listening to it on the way, and it, yeah, it was awesome, you know, and it's it's like... Yeah, top 75 from, what was it, 60? 62 to 65, seven or something, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. whatever. Don't... But uh, yeah, and it was uh, picked by listeners, and yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, like I said, A side, B side, both were hits. Uh, but they could do harmony, they could do ballads, they could do uh, rock and roll. I mean, there wasn't anything they couldn't do. And they wrote all these songs, that, for the yeah, most that, part. And, and then, you know, moved into... You know, not touring anymore just so they could continue with the studio work, to, you know, because that was some wild, really cool studio work, too. But I don't know. It's just iconic stuff. But listening to that enshrined in, in speech, uh, uh, induction speech that so they were enshrined from Mick Jagger, you could even hear the respect from maybe the greatest rock and roll band of all time. I think they are the greatest rock and roll band of all time. We're talking about the Rolling Stones. So well, it's funny. They, they In 69, they just like called themselves the greatest rock and roll band in the world, and it stuck. <laughs> well, it's amazing when you think of their body of work. You're the greatest Sunday morning radio personality in, on KDKA today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might change tomorrow or the next day, but today anyway. I don't know. I just uh, And I miss playing that music back in the day when I was a young disc jockey and seeing that Capitol label, and you always knew... When it was the Beatles, it was going to be good. So 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, instant access, kdkradio.com. You can text us on the Red Automotive Line, best deal in town. Here's Johnny in Shaler. Hey, Johnny, welcome to KDK Radio. Good, thank you. How are you this morning? Good. Doing good. What's going on? Yeah, I have some rhododendrons and azaleas in my house. They were planted back in 1940, and they're really huge. Um, I've been trimming them back. They were up to probably about 15 feet at one time. I got them down to about 8 feet. But they just take over every year, and I know it takes a year for the blooms to, to come back. But I was wondering about pruning them back and uh, how low I can actually take them. Well, the first thing is, here, here's the thing about any shrub or tree. It's always going to try, try and find its genetic height. So it's always going to continue to to try and work its way to being taller or to overtake, as you, as you said. Um, you, you never want to take more than one-third of the plant off when you're doing this. And I think if you're going to be having to be doing this every year, it's, it's gradually going to uh, put the plant in decline. Uh, so, you know, and as, as you said, if we're trimming now, you're, you're removing those buds uh, that will be next year's flowers. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's about where you can, you know, how much growth you can accept. 
you know if it's just, if it's too much you have nothing to lose because because you know if, if it's covering windows and that sort of thing that's people space and so you've got to yeah. cut you've got to cut it out and so you've just got to make some choices as far as what you want to do with the plant because as i said it's always going to want to be its genetic height and width that's just what it's always going to grow and try and do so never take okay. more than one third off, and if it was me, I would only trim every other year. That was that's just the way I would do it. Yeah, and you say I, I was planning on waiting till the spring to do this. Uh, yeah, if you're if that's the case, great because I would just I would wait till uh, right after they're done blooming, because okay. that's that's okay. when I mean like right after they're done blooming, that's when they're going to put on buds again for the next season, and so now you won't lose those beautiful flowers, and next year, as I said, take a you know. About of a third of it off. Be careful. You know, uh, pruning is an art. Just, just take a cut, step back, and and just go careful, and you'll be okay. Okay. Same thing with azaleas. Oh, uh, yep. Treated the same way. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Thank you. All right. You remember our good friend, Doctor Mark Conrad, many years ago, and his wife Jane and Swickley, and his mm-hmm. love for rhododendrons. What do you think it is with people? that get caught up with roses, rhododendrons, azaleas, tulips, daffodils. It's that one flower. Yeah, there's always a garden obsession. Right. I love to meet people with garden obsessions. You know, I just did a story on a young guy, 26, uh, in Fineview, uh, which is a kind of a north side neighborhood. Not north side, but over in the north area. And uh, his obsession is this garlic that uh, he took over for a guy that retired. The retired guy gave him this, had this garlic already in the ground that he had brought from Italy. Right. And so this young guy, you know, has has become a, a garlic aficionado like me. <laughs> you are aficionado. We, we ha- you got to have, you got to have your garden obsessions, you know. Uh, mine come and go, you know. Garlic has been always there, but there's certain bulbs sometimes I fall in love with. Uh you know, certainly there's a lot of people that fall in love, like you said, with roses, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah, I've, I've done plenty of stories on people too that have, have spent a lifetime collecting rhododendrons and azaleas. Nice. All right, here we go. A dollar bank instant access message. Uh, Doug, what are some more uh, deer resistant bulbs that can be planted in this area? Uh, one that I really love. Well, first, let's start off with snowdrops. Uh, snowdrops are, are very small bulbs and they produce little white flowers that I have had bloom as early as January 15th. You know, usually more, it's more like end of February, but it depends on the winter. But snowdrops are deer resistant. They'll form a nice colony after a few years. There's uh, probably out there, I would say 10, 15 different cultivars that you could find. Uh, Usually, I know that uh, when I'm going to be today, uh, when I'm going to be at Han today from 11 to 3, they had snowdrops there a couple days ago. So you could find the bulbs locally for snowdrops. After that, glorious snow is another one. It blooms right after the crocus. The deer won't touch it. It it makes little purple, or I'm sorry, blue flowers with white centers. Uh, And again, that bulb will make uh, a beautiful, beautiful carpet. And now we'll go to one of my new obsessions, which is called Pushkenya. And that's P-U-S-C-H-K-E-N-I-A, Pushkenya. And I, you know, these these bulbs have been around since forever, but I never saw them before. And I got about 100 of them last year from an online retailer. And it forms these white flowers with blue stripes that are about 8 to 10 inches tall. And again, deer won't touch them. 
Uh, and they'll spread like crazy. And I, I just, I have an order of a hundred in right now. I'm going to put a hundred more in. And then we go to daffodils for sure. Uh, you know, there's 13 different divisions of daffodils and all of them are, are critter proof and deer proof. And so you could have, uh, you know, early daffodils blooming right after the crocus all the way until, you know, maybe the end of May with some late varieties. Uh, there's another uh, type of bulb called fritillaria. And fritillaria, I was actually speaking at Penn Hills Lawn and Garden, and they had some fritillarias there, and I just passed the bulb around, and I said, just smell this, and you'll know why the deer don't want it. Fritillaria, there's one called uh, Crown Imperial. There's a yellow one and a red one, and it's three foot tall, maybe four foot tall, with these big uh, luminescent yellow or red flowers, depending on the variety you pick. And we don't see it a lot in our gardens here, but uh, as, as I've been traveling around Europe, you see it all over the place. When I visited Holland, uh, which is the, the capital of bulbs, fritillarias were just like the the thriller in the bed and then daffodils underneath. So there's just a few examples of some deer-resistant bulbs. I'm sure I forgot something in there, something I'm growing out uh, in the garden. All right, we got one minute before we take the break and get us to the news and then come back for more of your phone calls and an opportunity to win that Janowski's gift certificate. Don't forget, every weekend in October, it's Pumpkinland. Tell them about what you're doing later today. Yes, I am going to be a salesman at Han Nurser, your personal shopper, today from 11 to 3. And while I'm there, everything is going to be discounted like you won't believe. Shrubs, trees, 50 to 75% off, and then everything else, bulbs, perennials, mums, seed garlic. There's deals galore. If you look at my Facebook page, you'll see some of the deals that are already there. And I'm just excited to meet you and help you find some plants. And we're going to have a great time today at Han and Ross Township from 11 to 3. All right, listen, if you want to talk to Doug this morning, Jessica Wallace, you're enjoying her vacation, not here today, 866-391-1020, Dollar Bank, Instant Access, kdkradio.com. Coons Cooking Hour, next hour, Joe and Frank, then TC, Heffron, Tillits, Your Money, and You, Jim Meredith, Linda Schlagenop, Marianne Siebert, and then the uh, Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show coming up today at 11 o'clock. We're going to preview the upcoming World Series, talk some Penguins hockey. They're back in action Tuesday against Edmonton. Pitt football returns next Saturday against Duke at 3.30, and also the Steelers welcoming Cleveland next Sunday at 1. So lots to get to today at 11 o'clock on KDK Radio. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDK. All right, let's take the 10th caller as we return to the Organic Gardeners with Doug Oster. Jessica Wallace are on vacation, uh, and that person's going to win a gift certificate from Janoski's 412-922-1020. And we have a Dollar Bank Instant Access question. Uh, we wrap our hydrangea bush each year. When is the best time to do that? Now when the leaves are green or after the first frost? Okay to, I think you'd be okay to do it right now. Uh, a lot of people, what they'll do, uh, if you're not familiar with this technique for hydrangeas, is just pound in like some tomato steaks or something, four, four tomato steaks around the plant, and then surround the outside of it with burlap to try and keep those buds from freezing out. I've had some better luck with hydrangeas blooming uh, by protecting those uh, those buds. And so, yeah, this would be a good time to do it. All right, let's say hi to Tim in Lower Borough for Doug Oster on KDKA. Hey, Tim. Hey, Doug, can you buy that garlic, that Italian garlic around here? 
Uh, not that variety, but there are a lot of cool varieties out there that you can get that uh, will, will be very similar to it. You know, if you go to a local nursery, most of them will have garlic. Uh, when I'm at Han today from 11 to 3, there's three different types of garlic there. And, uh, you know, most of the time when what people... What about Barbie's catalogs? Uh, yeah, they have it. They have it. But I think you'd be... The, the thing I don't like about uh, getting garlic shipped is just the shipping is expensive. You know, you can find... Yeah, you, you can find garlic clo- bulbs at a local nursery at a good price, and you won't have to pay shipping. Uh, because if you get a pound of garlic, you're going to have to... You know, you have to pay almost the same amount of shipping as the pound of garlic is. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Arnold Feig took off. Yeah. Kiski now. Look around, look around at local nurseries, and you'll be able to find some garlic to plant now. You get, you've got uh, through November. My friend John O'Prasic doesn't doesn't plant until second week of November. Everybody plants at a different time. I've got some of mine in, but I've got to plant some more. I actually have a video, Rob, coming up of uh, every year I buy some garlic from my friend, the uh, Garlic King of Millvale, and then uh, <laughs> what is that like a book? <laughs> And then I just go around to my friends and, del- and deliver garlic for them to plant. And so I thought, well, you know what? Why not do a video? So we have a lot of fun uh, delivering this garlic to all sorts of different people. Listen, the age-old argument is, you know, all of the steel mills and what they did in the 30s and this and that. But I've heard stories of West Aliquippa where there were tomatoes this, the size of pumpkins. You know what I mean? So <laughs> bottom line is, it seems like all of the years of the soot and ash and the steel industry in Pittsburgh hasn't hurt the soil in the city. I mean, I, I know people from Lawrenceville to Millville, as you just mentioned, who've really grown some incredible gardens. So what is it with city gardening, and why is it so successful? It's warmer. <laughs> That's it's a warmer microclimate. Yeah. You know, as long as your soil is safe. You know, we have a lot of problems in the city with lead being in the soil, and that's not from steel mills. No. That's from paint on old houses and all sorts of other stuff. So, you know, it's always a good idea if you're planting in the city to get a soil test, see what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, you know, with a warmer climate, I've got a friend that it depends on the year, but one year she harvested 3,000 figs. She lives in Braddock, you know, and she's between two buildings and there's just a, uh, there's more warmth there. You know, all that brick warms up and if you have a warm season, you're going to be better off. You know, something else kind of far-fetched, but I've heard this from many people who are proponents of cremation have said now that they're doing more of that, generations are going to be better off because the formaldehyde, sadly, that goes into the ground won't be there anymore. So there's something to be said about that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Take care of the soil. Just sprinkle my ashes right on the garden. Is that where you want to go? Uh, that'd be perfect for me. <laughs> In the compost power, no? No, no, on the garden. Okay. Really? Sure. Well, that, that, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Somebody will build a house on top of it or something <laughs> 10 years later. A greenhouse, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that would be even better. And he's back. Yeah, <laughs> All sprout. Right. That's give a new, new new meaning to the word sprouting. So if you're like a perennial, if I, if I sprinkle those ashes in the spring, will you come back in the yeah, fall? Perennial yeah, perennial Doug. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, Dougius Maximus. <laughs> 866-391-1020. But you know, when you think about it, it's all kind of the same. I mean, you know, these plants and trees. Ashes to ashes. Dust to, dust, dust, to dust. dust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all kind of the same. 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank, Instant Access, KDKRadio.com. Hey, congratulations to Chris Allison Park. I do want to say one thing about Janoski's uh, Arrowhead Winery. Every bottle of uh, wine, Pink Catawba, purchased this month, a dollar goes to breast cancer research. So nice thing that they're doing mm-hmm. out there. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to... Also, they're going to have that big sauerkraut, um, you know, uh, opportunity for people to learn to make the Janoski's 
Kentucky's world-famous sauerkraut seminar coming up as well, too. you got to get registered as soon as possible. You can give them a call or go to janoskis.com to find out more. You know, I love canning. I mean, I don't know how to do it, but I find it fascinating from peaches to sauce to, and, and they do all of this stuff. You can buy their product right out there at the Farm Market Expansion. Have you ever done much of that, Doug? No, but you know who's a real expert at that is Mrs. Know-It-All. Oh, really? Yeah, she's she cans all sorts of stuff, and you know, that's a great skill to have, oh, to I, have I that stuff it. during the winter, you know, whether it's tomatoes or beans or cucumber. You know, Jessica makes good cucumbers. She knows how to do it, too. I, You know, we just, we eat everything that we get out of the garden fresh we just figure out a way to make it into something fresh right or some, sometimes freeze it you know but usually you know usually no matter how much we're growing you know for me you know you're always overrun with tomatoes but i could seriously eat eight or ten tomatoes a day oh. I, I love tomatoes yeah i, I, I just i just love them so we eat almost everything and what we don't eat we kind of we give away now are you growing as much as you did say when you were 35 Mm. Do you have an abundance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm growing. I'm growing probably more now than I grew before because I'm growing smarter. I'm growing stuff closer together. Uh, I'm I'm growing in better soil. You know, as the years go by, you keep improving it with compost, and so I'm I'm probably growing more than I've ever grown, and I'm growing longer. You know. I'm growing all winter long with stuff in cold frames and and uh, picking cold cold crops that will keep going. I have not had a frost yet. I actually saw a post uh, on Twitter from uh, National Weather Service locally saying that all counties from Pittsburgh and surrounding counties had had a frost and that was their last frost warning. Well, I haven't had a frost yet, so I still have peppers out there. Still have uh, you know tender annuals out there. It's close. It's close. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe this morning when I go there, it was thirty-seven this morning. So so no frost for me yet. All right. Well, we've got a red element of text message. It says Doug, is it too late to transplant perennials? No, you can do that. You know, we're getting to the end of it. But depending on the perennials, you know, the tougher they are, you know, like a daylily, something like that would be. You could move that any time of the year. Uh, just you know, when you're moving them. Uh, dig a hole, put some compost in, and give it give it what it's going to want, and then water it until the ground freezes. Uh, you can get away with it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We've got Dave, Marie, Anne, and Faith. We'll get to all of you next with Doug Oster on the Organic Gardeners KDK Radio. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. She's a grower, horticulturist, and our garden goddess, Denise Schreiber. Good morning. How are you? Uh, good. A little tired today. Are you? We, we were at a party last night. Oh, boy. Uh, no, I was fine. I'm just, it was a late party, that's all. So the gentleman who called in early about his two large azaleas and rhododendrons yeah. that he's having a problem with, so... You know, I've done some maintenance pruning for people, especially like on rhododendrons and azaleas. What you want to do is, now I'm going to assume that he's just kind of giving them a haircut with hedge clippers to try and keep the size down. So if that's what he's doing, what he really needs to do is, like you said, take uh, the uh, third of the growth out. You always want to try and go for the oldest third first. And then kind of look at the branching and, you know, kind of look inside the plant and take a pair of pruners, you know, or a small uh, pruning saw, depending on the size, and cut it down there. That way you reduce the size of the plant, but it doesn't give it that 
hedge clipper look. You know, it still looks like an azalea or rhododendron. And, you know, so you've got to follow it like deep inside the plant. It's an art, I think, to do the pruning right. Uh, yeah. It, rhodes are a little tougher than azaleas, you know, just because they're a more open shrub. But, you know, you can actually do that. You know, and and it will take you know three or four years to get them down, and then he just needs to maintain that type of pruning rather than you know just giving it a haircut. All right, great advice. All right, Miss Know It All. Let's go to Dave in Economy. Dave, welcome to KDK Radio. Hey, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, uh, a few questions, and then I will hang up and listen. Uh, number one, uh, uh, an address for Hans Nursery. Uh, number two, uh, Doug Oster's web page. And my question this morning is. The proper procedure for uh, digging up and storing dahlia bulbs. Okay, we'll start off with the nurse uh, address for Han. It's in Ross. It's at the intersection of Babcock and Three Degree. Uh, you can't miss it. Second question, Rob. You have to remind me. Oh, it's everybodygardens.com uh, is the best way to see what I'm doing. You can also see some of the things at dougoster.com. And now dahlias. Uh, the the way we do dahlias is... is uh, this is the way that I was taught to do it from the Greater Pittsburgh Dahlia Society. We let the tops blacken from frost. We remove those tops, and now we cover that what's left, this little stem, with some aluminum foil because it's hollow. We don't want water to get down into the tuber. Now we let that tuber sit underground. Even though it's cold above ground, the, the soil is still warmer. We let it sit underground for about two weeks, and the reason we do that is they will form eyes. And those eyes tell us that there is going to be a bloom next year. And so now when we dig out those tubers, and we never put water on them, never rinse them off, we can brush them off, uh, put them in a cool, dry place on some newspaper for a couple of days to dry out. But when, I like to separate them in, in the fall. And so you'll have like, you know, 10 tubers there. Just cut them up, and anything that doesn't have an eye goes right into the compost pile because the eye is telling us that next year we'll have a flower there. And another thing just to be reminded of when you're saving dahlias is to label them because all the tubers look the same. And so you'll know what the colors are next year. I have a good friend right down the street from me that, that grows. She's obsessed with dahlias. And sometimes it's a mystery dahlia until it blooms. Then we know what it is. Okay. Thank, thank you very much, sir. All right, thank you. All right, let's go to Marie in Greenfield. Hey, Marie, welcome to KDK Radio. Hi, uh, I love listening to your program every Sunday. Thank you. And I had a couple questions for you. Okay. I purchased a small rose shrub this uh, summer and planted it, and it mentions in the little card attached to the plant to cut back every year. Should I cut it back now, or should I cut it back after it blooms in the spring? Uh, you do it before it starts blooming in the spring. Uh, what will okay. happen is we'll get to third week of April. It'll start to turn on put on like little red buds and that is the time where you just kind of cut back about a third of it um a lot okay. of times a lot of times with roses i don't bother depending on what type of vari what variety of rose it is but you'll in some varieties when you cut them back you'll encourage more growth i like to feed my roses rose tone once a month too it's just a organic granular fertilizer it's easy to find it's only like eight bucks a bag uh, and then if you, the only time we cut besides the spring is if there's any dead wood in there that can be cut anytime. Was there another okay. question? You have another question? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, my daughter purchased the plant for me and it's in the shape of a small tree and I would like to know if I should bring it indoors or if I can winter it overnight over the winter in my home. And I, I'm not sure if I have the name right. It was Bougainvillea? 
Yeah, that's right. Bougainvillea. Paper-like okay. flower right, almost. Right, right, right. A, that's a tropical, so that's going to have to come indoors. There's, there's a couple different ways we do that. Uh, you can bring it in and just kind of reduce watering and leave it by a big window and grow it as a house plant, or we can completely stop watering it and put it mm-hmm. into put it into dormancy, like down in a basement or something like that. And okay. in that case, we give it water maybe once a month. We just kind of watch it, and then hopefully in the spring when we bring it back up, we can start giving water and get it outside when things get warm. It'll bloom again. I like the, the easiest way is just to keep it as a house plant. All right, right out. I'm on a text line. Good morning, Doug. Love the show. What is a good ambient temperature and humidity for indoor plants over winter? Well, again, that really depends on your house. If you can control that sort of thing, you know, uh, plants love high humidity and certainly, you know, about 70 degrees would be, be perfect. But in my case, you know, I'm just growing whatever I can indoors and, you know, 68 degrees, but rather dry, you know, you, know, you get dry heat. And so usually indoor plants are tough. And they'll limp along, you know, we'll bring some shade lovers inside, uh, some elephant ears or something like that. They'll limp along and be okay. And then when you get them back outside in the spring, they'll go crazy. All right. Let's say hi to Ann in Vanderbilt. Ann, good morning. You're on the air with Doug Oster. Good morning. Uh, Well, the answer, you already answered my uh, thing about where you're going to be this afternoon. Okay. But uh, I, my cousin was here from California, and I'm not too sure whether she put my bulbs, my daffodil bulbs, too far down. Because I uh, fell and can't get down on my knees to do all this stuff, so she helped me. Uh, She took it like a spade and, and went deep with it. Is that too deep? Was it after the the foliage had kind of turned yellow and brown? Yeah, yeah it'll be okay. You know, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't usually cut them down. I just let them go on their own. No, but no, it, no, no, these were new bulbs, new daffodil bulbs. Okay, so you, you planted the da- they bloomed. No, this is the first year I planted the daffodils. Okay, and so you had foliage and no blooms. Is that what we're saying? No, no. I'm putting new bulbs in for next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, you just you you put those bulbs down about three times as deep as they are, and they'll be good to go. Hopefully, she, you know, even if she didn't put them down deep enough, they're tough. They'll be okay. All right. We got less than a minute to say goodbye, but tell them where you're going to be later today. I will be at Han Nursery. It's in Ross at the intersection of Babcock and Three Degree. I'm going to be your personal shopper from eleven to three. Shrubs, trees, 50 to 75% off. Deep discounts on bulbs, perennials, mums, seed garlic. I'm going to be a nursery salesman from 11 to 3 at Han Nursery today. I've always dreamed of doing this, and I cannot wait to see everybody and help them out finding the right plant for the right place at the right price. Remember, the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. Have a good weekend. What's left of it? You too.